Live Mike. Pittsburgh Steelers fans, it is time once again for another edition of the Live Mike. I am your host, Michael Beck, Deputy Editor of BehindTheSteelCurtain.com. Hanging out with you once again. Uh, we're in the thick of uh, NFL draft prep, free agency prep already. The Super Bowl is just around the corner, and I guess that means no football for uh, for a l- long little while. So that's, that's an unfortunate part, but the Steelers aren't in the show, so really... All of our attentions basically already uh, turned to the offseason already. And since it's Super Bowl season, I really wanted to kind of focus on what the Steelers need to do to get back to this game. That, of course, will be going down on Sunday. Chiefs, Buccaneers, we know the matchup already. But one of the things that has kind of drawn my attention the, the last couple of days really with the Steelers is... What what is the direction of this team? And I know the topic is how are the Steelers going to make it to the Super Bowl, but what what is the Steelers' plan for the future? Like I know free agency and the draft is still a number of weeks away, but if you told me this team has began the process of rebuilding and tearing it down, I'd believe you. If you told me this team is trying to go on one more run, I'd believe you. Like this team right now has no identity like are they a team on the rise or are they rebuilding are they retooling or are they going all in the the coaching hires alone like this team like there's a a standard to the Steelers and and that's something you hear from the coaching staff the standard is the standard and to just get right into the promoting stuff uh, I will have an article I, I think coming out on what the standard of the standard has changed and what it means now but the Steelers are they're, they're hiring from within after firing guys in those same positions like hiring Adrian Clem to replace Sean Surrett it just seems like a a very strange lateral move in an offseason where it kind of felt like the Steelers are really going to start changing things now all of a sudden all, all this new change kind of seems to have come to a screeching halt there was a little bit of promise heading into this offseason once they kind of promoted Matt Cannon to that offensive coordinator position. They talked about how important it was to find an offensive line coach even before they found an offensive coordinator. That didn't happen. Then they settled on someone that was already in the organization. You'll have to try to explain that one to me. But as a whole, this offseason all of a sudden is kind of just a big question mark. Of course, the Steelers are going to answer some of those questions, but... I think there's a real chance that a lot of these question marks go unanswered and the Steelers just kind of mosey through 2021 as an average football team. And I, I know you could be listening to this being like, oh, okay, Mr. Doom and Gloom, sure. But really, when you look at this team, what are they doing exactly? They're bringing in the the, the brand new offensive coordinator that plays a very modern modern football game, a lot of motion, a lot of play action shifts very advanced football then on the same same side of this coin they, they want to bring Ben Roethlisberger back for one more season 
And we saw in 2020 that Ben Roethlisberger doesn't want to run play action. He doesn't want to run any of these crazy motion type things. It just seems like a weird blend of two kind of people that won't see eye to eye unless Matt Canada just says, all right, we'll just run Ben's stuff for a year. And then we'll run my stuff, to which I say, what's the point of hiring Matt Canada? The Steelers right now are in a very weird state of flux. And if they really want to go to the Super Bowl, like I'm not sure it's within the realm of possibility in 2021. If they were going to do that, like I think at the very least, the NFL would have to pull a rabbit out of its hat and give its teams a break when it comes to salary cap instead of dropping it, keeping it stagnant at worst. If the cap drops to $175 million, this team's going to have some massive, massive holes that will be exploited by the teams that somehow do have cap space because they'll be able to bring in a ton of players on the cheap, on one-year deals, while the Steelers are forced to cut player after player. And that's if this salary cap is $175 million, this team is going to be drastically different. There's no world where they're cutting enough guys and restructuring restructuring enough deals to bring back Juju Smith-Schuster or Bud Dupree or Mike Hilton. There is some legitimate concerns heading into this offseason around the salary cap. We know this. But the Steelers themselves aren't showing their hand in any way right now whether or not they're going to start kind of trying something new or continuing the old thing. It seems like they're trying to do both, which just doesn't work in the NFL. You can't build an offense around one guy that wants to run stuff from 2008 and another guy that wants to run stuff that's going to be more prevalent in 2025, if that makes any sense. There's there's two different weird philosophies on offense. And then defensively, there's no reason to believe the Steelers won't be putting themselves in situations where there's linebackers on other teams' top receivers. They're bringing back basically the entire defensive coaching staff. It's one of the things where this frustration keeps boiling up from Steelers fans, Steelers media. Really, eventually it's going to really bite this team in the butt hard is that they keep doing the same thing and expecting to win a Super Bowl. The Steelers, the last, what, since 2008, they failed to do this, but for whatever reason, they've they've tried the same thing time and time again. I think the only year the Steelers fans really thought, okay, like we're not going to win a Super Bowl now, was when Ben Roethlisberger hurt his elbow, and basically everyone, myself included, was excited for the 2020 season, saying, hey, look, we have one of the top defense in football, and we're getting our future Hall of Fame quarterback back. Ben Roethlisberger obviously declined as the end of the season went on, and sure, potentially if he had a full offseason, could he be the best version of Big Ben? Yeah, I don't see why not, but an offensive line that he had in front of him that struggled mightily last year is going to take a step back because they're going to lose a number of players, and this team isn't one to believe in throwing rookies on the field right away. Look no further than Kevin Dotson not playing in the wildcard game, even though he was arguably the best interior offensive lineman the Steelers had last year. It's just the way this team is built. They're not they're not throwing those guys out there. There's going to be a, a lot of growing pains this year. And it's kind of confusing to wonder why Ben wants to come back to do this. Are the Steelers just going to beg everyone to 
play on one year nothing deals and just hope that it happens because that's kind of feels like what this team's doing. Ben Roethlisberger's begging Marquise Pouncey to play one more year. What is that exactly going to do for the team? Why should the general managers should just why should Kim Colbert like bow to that? There's no reason why he should do that. In all honesty, what's stopping Kevin Colbert from going to Ben Roethlisberger and just saying, "Stop, we're we're not going to bring this guy back." Like I, I don't care how much you like him, we can't afford him. Is Ben Roethlisberger going to get his way so the Steelers have to cut only defensive players? Because if they're going to make up $25 million, Ben alone isn't going to do that. His contract isn't that movable. And the Steelers, yeah, they have a lot of money in the future, but that money should be put into future players. And I understand spreading out the cap it, but the Steelers can't just put all this leftover money from Ben Roethlisberger and a bunch of other old, old guys in the future and slow down what should be a rebuild. And if the Steelers have a rookie quarterback, that's the window for teams to win Super Bowls because you can afford so much other talent. The Steelers right now, if Ben Roethlisberger gets his way and the guys he wants to come back come back, the Steelers are going to have to start looking to cut guys like Joe Hayden, Steven Nelson, Vince Williams, potentially trade Stefan to it. Like, you might think it sounds crazy, but where is this money going to be made up if the Steelers just bow to Ben Roethlisberger. So if the Steelers really want to get to the Super Bowl, which is the topic of all this, the first thing they got to do is tell Ben no. They got to say, sorry, this isn't your team. Sure, you've led this team for almost two decades, but you're not going to lead this team for the next two decades. And it's not easy to find the next guy to do this. And if we have to have less talent around him, it's going to be harder to make that guy work, make him fit, build his confidence grow his ability to be an NFL player. The Steelers can't be doing that. Either they have to punt on 2020 or go all in. Or 2021, excuse me. That's really what it comes down to. But why would this team go all in? Like, they're not explaining, like, they're not showing anything to me that they're doing this. Specifically because they're making hires like an Adrian Clem. They're not building a coaching staff that tells me that they're, they're all in for this year. An all-in move would have been hiring Doug Marone as O-line coach, now the Alabama Crimson Tide offensive line coach. The Steelers couldn't get that guy. They lost out to an NCAA university, a job that requires you to recruit 24-7 instead of being the Steelers' offensive line coach. The Steelers lost out on Pep Hamilton to the Houston Texans the Houston Texans that are an extreme quarterback disarray. They don't know what they're doing this year. They could get absolutely handcuffed if they don't move Deshaun Watson before the trade. Pep Hamilton could tank his entire career based on this decision. The Steelers couldn't pick that guy up. And they still don't have a quarterback coach. Uh, who knows, by the time this co- comes out, they might have one. But uh, what are the names left? There aren't anyone. The Steelers have put themselves in a terrible situation right now. So in what universe are they all in on 2021? How, how could they possibly, if you're not completely sold, you're not completely going all out to win the Super Bowl this year? What are we doing? Why are we pushing millions of dollars into the future for guys that aren't going to be here? What is this team seriously thinking? If they want to win a Super Bowl, they got to start building the core of that team now. And you might think I'm crazy, but at some point, the Steelers are going to have to trade up 
to get a quarterback. That, that's the, just the fact of the matter. It, it's extremely rare to pull a Russell Wilson out of a hat and get someone in the third round. Don't even talk to me about Tom Brady. That happens once in a lifetime, two lifetimes, three. How many six-rounders go on to win a Super Bowl, lead a team to a Super Bowl? Rarely ever. The Steelers, you look at this year's draft class, I like the quarterbacks a whole lot more. Now, if you want to win a Super Bowl in the year 2021, you need great quarterback play. And when you look at the rest of the AFC North, the Steelers have no future, like no real plan at quarterback. While the Browns clearly do, even though I, I don't like Baker Mayfield all that much, it's a better plan than what the Steelers got. Lamar, ja- Lamar Jackson's a reigning league MVP. Joe Burrow, if he didn't shred his knee, would have won Rookie of the Year. The, the other teams have a plan. The Steelers right now, their defense is going to be still too good to ever get a top five pick. That's never going to happen. Eventually, they're going to have to trade up. Because quarterbacks nowadays, they're like the top 10 picks of the draft. The top guys are going to go. Like, it doesn't matter if a quarterback's like, hey, he's probably the 30th talent in the entire draft. He's a quarterback. He's going top 10. That's going to be the case for a number of guys. And Mac Jones, who, if you look, if you just rank guys, regardless of position, he's probably a second-round pick. He might go in the top 20, legitimately. He, he might even go around 15. Is he that guy? I don't think so. There's way too many question marks, but that's what it that's what a quarterback means to this league. You have to go all out. And right now, the Steelers, to me, have no clear plan. And if you say, oh, Dwayne Haskins. Dwayne Haskins has already fallen out of favor in the league. He had two contract offers, the Carolina Panthers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. The Steelers clearly gave him a little bit more stability, but one misstep, he's he's done. I don't even know if he gets a contract from the XFL or the CFL. Like, the guy's legitimately done if he messes up one more time. That's no future plan to me. So, when it comes to the draft and finding that ex-quarterback, I think the Steelers should start looking at doing that as early as this year. And I, I, when you look at the 2022 quarterback class... It's nowhere near as good as the class that we have this year coming up. So the Steelers are going to have to give up a ton of future assets no matter what to find a quarterback at some point. Why not do it for a quarterback that has a higher ceiling, like someone like Trey Lance this year? I know guys like Ritter and Ian Howell, like, or Howell's, Sam Howell is going to be that top number one pick next year. There's no way the Steelers could ever afford that. When you look across the league, teams just, a lot of teams already have their guy. Or there's going to be some sort of crazy sort of off-season quarterback carousel, I, I guess you could say. And teams are going to have their future quarterback locked in. One of the few teams that have nothing but question marks around their quarterback position is the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they're going to be a team far from any legitimate shot at getting a top quarterback in the draft for at least two years. So do we just want to be mediocre for the next couple seasons? And then when the team eventually regresses and star players start demanding trades because they're sick of losing and not making the playoffs, that's when you get your quarterback. And then all of a sudden you're, you're getting that guy killed. Like, what is the plan? The Steelers need a plan. More of this content coming up on the other side of the commercial break. Stay tuned. You're listening to Live Mike. My name is Michael Beck, and we will be back in just a second.
away, Pittsburgh Steeler fans. We are back for the second half of the live mic. Once again, my name is Michael Beck, hanging out with you here, trying to figure out what it's going to take for the Steelers to actually be a team that's playing on Super Bowl Sunday. And I know I talked a lot about that quarterback position and the Steelers kind of plans moving forward. And like I said before, this team really seems to have no plan. And if they don't draft a single a single player this year, and judging just by on the philosophy of this team, there's no way they're starting a rookie next year. So instantly my head snaps to that free agent quarterback class and potentially guys who have that championship potential. And when you look at the 2022 free agent class, the only name there that I think could potentially lead a team to Super Bowl one day is Dak Prescott. And even then, I'm not sure if Dak Prescott's a top eight, top 10 quarterback in this league, but he's really the best of what's going to be available next offseason. And even then, if the Cowboys finally buck up and pay Prescott what he's due, he's not going to be available. The Steelers would be banking on Dak Prescott getting a franchise tag once again and then not getting one next year and just being so frustrated with the team, he's looking for a way out. Sure, they could get lucky, but that's no future plan. Your future at quarterback can't be, well, maybe that guy might be a free agent. That's not how this team works. And, like, honestly, it makes me laugh just to think of that. When you look around the rest of the class, there really isn't anyone there. Like, I suppose Sam Darnold, but Sam Darnold potentially could be traded. And if you think someone's going to give up an asset to trade for him, they're probably going to sign him a contract right away. (laughs) This team seriously needs a plan at quarterback. And I I don't care what you say, Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins isn't enough right now. Uh, Like, that doesn't doesn't spark me in saying, oh, yeah, we're going to be a Super Bowl team in the next 10 years. No, that, that tells me... We're okay with mediocrity for the next 10 years. And the Steelers don't play that way. It seems like our head might be stuck a little too far in 1970 rather than 2021. Like, the game is completely different now. You need, in in a sense, a quarterback with some mobility. Someone that, like, even look at Patrick Mahomes. He's not someone that's a 4-3 guy, but... If you need him to take off, he can rattle off 10-yard chunks. That's something you need a quarterback to do these days. Not everyone can be Tom Brady and just dink and dunk a ball and just absolutely shred you all the way down the field. But just having that little dimension to your game completely puts a defense on his heels. Just look at Josh Allen, who's basically Ben Roethlisberger 2.0. He's huge, giant arm, but he can run. Ben Roethlisberger, I suppose he, he could run a little bit in those early years, but it was still clunky. Josh Allen's a million times better than what Ben Roethlisberger ever was at running the ball. The Steelers need to look for someone that has just a, just a little bit of that ability in his game. And that's one of the reasons why I don't think Mac Jones or Kyle Trask are the answer either. The Steelers need to find someone that's got a very well-rounded game. And that would give me a little bit of, I don't know, some... 
relief about the future of this team and building a Super Bowl team. That's what it starts with in 2021. You know what you have on your defense. You got the three pillars, and I've talked about it before, how it's kind of similar to the Baltimore Ravens of about a decade ago when they they had their pass rusher, their middle linebacker, and their free safety. Three levels that you could you could lean on to make a play. And that's what the Steelers have. So they can always pair guys with the three that they already have on their roster. So T.J. Watt, Minka Fitzpatrick, and Devin Bush. That's the next 10 years of this defense. They are fairly set there. They just can't mess up finding those Robin Hoods to those three Batmans, if that makes any sense. They just got to find the right complementary pieces, and the defense will be fine. But regardless of how fine it is, how fine the defense is, they still need to put these guys in positions of success. You can't put an injured Robert Spillane on Jarvis Landry and expect to win that matchup. The Steelers did that so many times. The last decade, it's no wonder why they've not ever advanced past the AFC Championship game, which they've only done, they've only made it to one time, and then they got slaughtered. It's one of the things the Steelers need to really self-scout themselves, figure out, hey, look, that doesn't work. We can't do that. Other teams don't do that. We're a laughing stock because we do this. Just change your philosophies a little bit. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and expecting a different result. The Steelers, for a number of years now, have been insane. (laughs) That's really what it comes down to. If they want to win a Super Bowl, they have to change their philosophies They have to aggressively chase talent on the offensive side of the ball. And they need to bring that team together where they're not idiots off the field. And I I think that's something in some senses gets blown out of the proportion. Like, I I don't care what anyone says off the field. It's not going to make someone play harder. But the fact of the matter is that so many Steeler players have so much time dedicated to social media, it really is one of the things that makes me take a step back and say, what are we doing here? These are the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is not the team that does dumb stuff. And all of a sudden, the last five, well, really since Antonio Brown went on Facebook Live after that win against the Chiefs to talk about the Patriots, the Steelers have just done dumb things off the field. Gone are the times of Jerome Bettis and Joey Porter and guys that you legitimately have their back no matter what. All of a sudden, it's about dancing on logos and just doing stupid stuff that you don't need to do. And that's what we're investing all this energy into. And the Steelers just need to be a little more focused, a little more driven. They need to not be so cheap when it comes to hiring coaches. All of a sudden, like, I I remember just a number of years ago, the Steelers had a a litany of former NFL coaches on the entire coaching staff. Todd Haley, Mike Munchak, Dick LeBeau, Mike Tomlin. They used to have tons of guys with head coaching experience. Now what? Now now we're hiring the assistants' assistants. They have the smallest coaching staff in all of professional football. And they're paying them the least. Why did the Steelers get so cheap when it came to paying coaches? How is this the gold standard team in pro sports? Honestly, look at me in the face and tell me the Steelers are still the gold standard when it comes to professional sports franchises. Because I don't see it. It doesn't make sense for a team to be so so kind of highly talked about, but then so stingy when it comes to finding those those guys to 
develop and lead and teach the players that they've invested so much into. It's it's one of those things the Steelers are really starting to worry me because they're just making strange decisions. Like, if the Steelers miss the playoffs next year, what's the point of bringing back Mike Tomlin for another go-round? Honestly, like, I've been one of the biggest Mike Tomlin supporters for a very long time. I think he's one of the best coaches there is in football. But what's the point? Nothing has changed. Uh, For a lot of you that know me, and know I'm obviously from Vancouver, Canada, and being in this part, obviously follow the Canucks. Professional hockey team. I take you back to 2011. They made it to the Stanley Cup final, the Super Bowl of hockey. The next year, they have the best regular season out of any team in the entire league. They lose in the first round. The year after that, they have one. Of, they still are one of the top teams in the regular season, losing the first round again. So that means in three years, they went to the Stanley Cup and lost. They were the best regular season team in the league, lost first round. Still, again, one of the top for regular season teams in the league. They lost in the first round. What do they do? They fired their coach. They wanted to, like, they, they needed to try something different. Sure, they fell flat on their face because they got the wrong guy after that, but that's really the risk you take when you when you move on from a coach. But the Steelers legitimately need to try something new. When was the last time they won the Super Bowl? It was 13 years ago when it comes to next season. 13 years in between Super Bowls. And that's even saying that they're making it to one next year, which I highly doubt that this team has the potential to do unless Ben Roethlisberger all of a sudden turns into MVP Ben and plays that way for, what, 20 straight weeks if if we have a 17-game regular season next year. That's what it's going to come down to. I, I just don't see it happening. This team needs something new. And if it means moving on from the coaching staff and, like, actually spending some money on the next one, I'm all for it because they need to do something different. It's starting to get sad, the level of repetitiveness and just lame hires that they do time and time again. Something needs to change. This team hasn't been good enough for a number of years. Something needs to change. So when it comes to the rest of this offseason, what the Steelers need to show me to kind of get me back on board is develop some sort of significant plan for the future, especially if the salary cap drops. If the cap drops, what's the realistic shot of this team bring back a team next year that had a better talent than it was in 2020? What are the chances of that? I I cannot see it because they're going to lose a ton of free agents. They're going to have to cut guys on top of that. And then who are they going to bring in? Vet minimum, vet minimum guys at best? That's really what we're staring in the face if the salary cap drops. So th- there's a very good chance this team will have less talent than it did in 2020. So what can we honestly expect from a team with less talent? So to me, if the salary cap drops, the Steelers need to start heavily investing in the future of this team because 2021 could be a lost year. If you're losing talent and you look across the league, somehow the Tampa Bay Buccaneers still have money to spend next year. They're in the Super Bowl. The Chiefs are going to have to cut a couple players, but there's no way the Steelers are going to match their talent level. It's it's the name of the game in the 2020 offseason, 2021 offseason rather is figuring out an identity for the future of this team. Whether or not that's trading up for quarterback or drafting the future center or offense line, running back, they need to find something. And really, if this team just kind of 
kind of just invest in a one one more year run and say they draft an outside linebacker in the first round. I, I would be at a loss for words or if they draft a running back in the first round. Like it, it doesn't there's so many things that give me pause about this team and make me stand there and think, what is our direction? What are we trying to do? How do we accomplish the ultimate goal, which is winning a championship? And right now, the Steelers don't have that answer. It, it, like, If the Steelers are going to win a championship this year, basically, it comes down to nailing like six draft picks. Honestly, that's what it comes down to because you're going to have to fill a ton of holes. You're going to have to get better on your offensive line, probably meaning left tackle and center. You're going to have to get better at running back. You're going to have to replace Bud Dupree. You're going to have to replace Juju Smith-Schuster. You're going to have to find a nickel corner. You're probably going to have to find a running mate for Devin Bush. Like The list goes on and on and on. And the money just isn't there to be spent elsewhere. This team needs to start addressing the future. They can be a Super Bowl team early enough. If they they just aimed at the future of this year's... In this year's draft, if they just shot for the future, if they said, whatever, we're going to trade up for Trey Lance, we're going to draft Landon Dickerson in the second round. Like, if those are the moves they're making, those are guys that are going to play in the future. If those are the moves that they make, all of a sudden you kind of have pillars on offense that you can kind of build around. Dickerson's got elite size. His arm length is insane. The, the biggest knock to him, he's he's had some injury issues. And if somehow Marquise Bouncy comes back for another year, perfect. He can sit for a year, get healthy. Trey Lance, his biggest thing, he needs experience. Ben Roethlisberger's coming back. Let him sit behind Ben for a year. Bingo. There you go. You got two cheap guys that you can build this offense around in 2022. That's what it's going to come down to to win a Super Bowl is finding the next guys. The guys that can lead this team for the next decade, two decades. So with all that being said, thank you for tuning in live, Mike. Make sure you're clicking over to BehindTheSteelCurtain.com and make sure you're listening to Behind the Steel Curtain's entire family of podcasts. We have tons of great Steelers content coming to you each and every day on tons of platforms. Just make sure you're, you're tuning in, you're subscribing, you're following, all that great stuff because you're really not getting this content anywhere else. So thank you so much for, for tuning in today. Uh, it's a pleasure to talk to you guys as always. Once again, my name is Michael Beck. Thank you for tuning in and we We'll see you guys soon.